It's Triple M's Rush Hour. You're with Bernie, Bluey and Jazz. Our next guest has had some big moments on the field. Montagna, Mr. Inside 50. There pass to Joey Montagna. Oh, Joey! He's got it from 52! And now you can hear him call the big moments on Triple M footy. An absolute beauty. Champagne footy at its best. The Tigers have got their third. Please welcome to Triple M's Rush Hour, Mr. Joey Montagna. Oh, Joey, thanks for joining Joey. us here on Monday. Hey, nice to, have, nice to be on. Thank you for asking me. A very <laughs> exciting uh, three sleeps. Three sleeps until the AFL Ooh. season kicks off. What are your thoughts early? Hey, let's touch on Jimmy Webster first, actually, because oh. Jars is oh, filthy. Really? He's walking around this studio, kicking the walls, saying he needs to get three years, and I've calmed <laughs> him down. What are your thoughts? Oh, I think I'm on the same page as everyone else, aren't we? I think we're all pretty aligned these days. We understand where it's all at, and, and the uh, the young fella's going to be in strife. He's going he's to miss a, a fair few weeks, whatever the number's going to be, five, six, seven, eight. I mean, I think... It's going to be a statement from the AFL. We understand where it's at, and I think he knows straight away too. Um, what he did is no longer acceptable, and uh, and he's going to have to sit through a few tough days and, and cop his medicine, and hopefully, uh, as an industry, we continue to evolve and learn from it. Now, well said, Joey. 12 to 15 weeks for me for uh, that dog act <laughs> on the captain of the North Melbourne Football Club. And why Alistair Clarkson doesn't have to apologise, Joey, because what he did was he put his flag in the ground for his football club as the senior coach, and he was there for his players. We know he's a passionate, angry young man. He doesn't need to apologise <laughs> because to please the woke dickheads out there. Oi. Well, I, you saw, when you were talking about it, Jars, you're probably right. It's just more, isn't it, the optics and the PR of him just you know, saying the right thing and, and apologising. But, you know, it was an incident that got a lot of people around the, the North Melbourne Footy Club in particular and, and even just the wider community pretty heated. Yeah. So, I mean, it's instinctual. He's emotive. We know this is Clarko. I mean, yeah. it's not like it's the, the first time he's done it. So... Um, yeah, he was. He was sticking up for his captain, and and probably rightly so. But I think Jars, it's still the right thing to do these days is to sort of say sorry and and uh, and say got out of line. But yeah, I don't think anyone blamed him. Hey Joey, what about the Crows? A lot of people have got them in their top four. Top four. Love to hear what you think. Yeah, it's a tough one, Bluey. I mean, I'm probably a bit more half glass, or the glass half empty with the Adelaide Crows. I'm sort of looking at it, just thinking that very rarely the teams that go through a rebuild continue to go in a linear direction. So when you talk about under Matty Nixon on three wins, seven wins, eight wins, 11 wins, very rarely does a team then go to 13 wins, 14 wins, and keep going. There's normally a little dip year or two. And Bernie, you'll know this, they with that Melbourne side before they yep. won their flag, had missed the finals for two years. Uh, Richmond had a real horrible year before they went on to win flags. Uh, we've seen it with Fremantle even, who are sort of in a, in a similar boat. So I'm sort of more of a gut feel, just thinking that when I look at some of the, the numbers for the Crows from last year, maybe this is just going to be a growing pains year where I still think they're heading in the right direction long term, but just with how even the competition is. And, and when you look at some of the numbers from last year, like when they kicked 100, 100 points or more in a game, Adelaide, they were eight and zip. They didn't get beaten. They won by an average of 10 goals a game. And most of them were at the Adelaide Oval. Yeah. But if you kept them to under 100 points, they were three and 10. Jeez. So they weren't able, when they weren't able to get their offense going and teams were able to take away their offense, it became a lot tougher for Adelaide. And I think you'll see that with teams scouting the Crows this year is, uh, is maybe taking away that offense and getting them in a bit more of a grind. And it might just be a bit trickier for them. So I have them missing out on the eight. But, but, but what would I know, to be fair? It's one of those <laughs> tough years. They could easily... Easily finishing, and they've been pretty impressive in the preseason. Hey, terrible on the road last year as well, yeah. and lost a lot of close ones. So I think that's yes. why people 
have them turning that around. And if they can just win a few, it's all about on the road for me. Absolutely terrible last year. So if they can get that right, um, who knows where they can go. What about Port Adelaide? Now, a lot of people have Port Adelaide falling a bit, topped up in some areas that they really needed to. Got Ivan Soldo in, Radigalier, Zerk Thatcher, and a backup Ruckman in sweet. Do you like them? Oh, look, I still think they're going to absolutely win enough home and away games to play finals. I don't think that's a question. There's enough talent there. They play a really strong system. We know it's that contest and clearance game. They lock the ball in their forward half, and they'll beat a lot of teams. We, we know that, and I think they'll play finals. I think all it is with Port Adelaide, and, and most of us will agree, it's how they stack up against the very best. And we saw that at the back end of the year last year when they played some of those top teams. They weren't able to match it and, and had that, and then obviously got exposed in the finals. I think it'll be something similar where they'll win a lot of home and away games and we're just going to have to sit and wait and see whether they've learned from previous years and can beat some of these teams that are as talented or as good as them and see if they can win a few finals. Hey, who have you got in your top four? Because uh, they reckon it's going to be pretty similar to last year. All the experts are saying Collingwood, Brisbane, Melbourne will be around there. Do you see that happening? And who do you see as a bit of a smoky coming from, well, maybe outside the eight? Well, you know, you know, I like my stats, Bernie, and you I've do? got one for you. The okay. last nine years, there's been one team every year, at least one team every year in the last nine years, that has jumped from outside of the eight into the top four. Ooh. Now, I'm sure for a lot of your listeners, they're probably thinking it's the Crows. Mm. But the stats say that eight of those nine teams were a team that played finals in recent years. They'd only just sort of dropped out for a year or two and bounced back in. Ooh, so that's, like, that's a team like the Doggies. Yeah. But for me, it's Geelong. Mm, I'm pretty okay. bullish the Cats will have a bounce back year. I think last year was a bit of an anomaly. I still think uh, with a back line of Stewart, Jack Henry, uh, Zach Guthrie came along um, in there as well, and young Sam DeConing who can only get better. I think the Cats will, will bounce back. Um, and they'll be competitive. I've still got Melbourne in my top four. Burn, I'm not jumping off Melbourne. Nah. I'm not buying into you know, this cultural thing and they're going to fall away. I think, if anything, it might galvanise this playing group and they'll have a chip on their shoulder over the last few years. I think they'll be top four, along with probably the obvious Brisbane Brisbane and Collingwood. Um, the Giants are the team that can win the flag. And I've got Carlton as well around the mark, although they, they have made me just a little bit nervous from what yes. I've seen in yeah. their two pre-season games. Joey, I was going to ask you about GWS. You reckon they can go all the way? Well, I think so. And the reason why is they're actually following a very, very similar trajectory to Collingwood when Craig McRae first took over. So if you remember in 2022, they got on a roll at the back end of the year and they ended up playing in a prelim and losing to a point by the Swans. They won a lot of close games. They won games on the road. Never had sort of question, and I was one of them. Can Collingwood go to another level and do it again next year? And we obviously saw what they did last year. And I can't see any reason why the Giants wouldn't do the same and just continue on. I think they've got one of the best Back seven in the competition. They're as stingy as anyone. We know about the talent through the midfield and their forward pressure is elite. So I think if they can, uh, they can be a team that just continue to keep rolling. Hey, Joey, who's the coach under the most pressure leading into the 2024 season? Because there's a bit of chat around late last year. A few teams need to change the way they play. I'm talking Freeman or these sort of teams. Uh, just dropped off for whatever reason. Do you see anyone under extreme pressure? Oh, I think it has to be Luke Beveridge. Oh, I think the Western Bulldogs need to start the year well. Uh, they're a team that there's always a lot of talk about their top-end talent, and they do. They've probably got the, uh, the best or one of the best top 10 sort yeah. of play- players in the competition, but they sort of maybe lack a bit of depth. But for me, it's the dogs. Like what, what is their system and style? Yeah. What, what does it look like to them? Do they sort of secure players in positions, or does he keep throwing guys around? There's already, already talk that Caleb Daniel might not get picked for round one, and there's always just some twists and and some turns with Luke Beveridge. So I think the Doggies need to start well, otherwise the pressure will build. Chatting with their former St Kilda champion, Joey Montagna.
You said that right. Thank you very much. He's very, very good caller. And he's on the show on Fox with David King, which I love watching the crackheads. Very (laughs) good crack. First crack, I apologise. Not bum crack either. I do apologise, Joey. Sorry, Joey. First crack. Very good. Joey, tell me what will be the number one KPI that we'll see in the competition this year with the 18 clubs. It's points off turnover, Jars. It's all the talk is about being able to score off turnover. So to give you just another little stat, the last 17 of the last 18 premiers have been top three in points differential from turnover. The turnover game, being able to defend it when you turn the ball over, but being able to score off the back of it. If you can't play that game, you're not going to win the premiership in modern footy. The Collingwood side were the best at it. The Giants were the best at it at the back end of last season. If you can't be able to handle sort of that, that chaos footy and, and be set behind the ball and be able to find ways to score, you're not going to win a flag. So that's going to be the big talking wow. point throughout the first half nice. of the season. Jar's just writing all this down. Didn't really <laughs> yeah. care about the <laughs> AFL, but he's coaching locally here, and he's writing it all down. Yeah. Trying to get his, He's coaching a team called the Port Nolunga Cockle Divers. The Cockle Divers, The Cockle Divers. The what? Cockle Divers. The Cockle Divers. The Cockle Divers. I call them the cockle munchers. Always good to chat, Joey. Well done, Thanks for joining us again, and no doubt we'll see you over in Melbourne uh, throughout the season. Right, hey, lads. Hey. It's, only been, it's been 17 years, since, sorry, only once in 17 years that the Crows and Port both made the final. So let's see if that can be twice in 18 years. Oh, I like Great that, Joey. Well Thanks done. for joining us, mate. Good boy. All right, see you, lads. There he is. Joey Montana. He's very good. What about his analysis, Charles? Very, Love very it. good. Yeah, Love numbers it. and Look at this. He's got this. shit everywhere. He's running down, <laughs> points from turnover differential. You spelled that wrong. You've got two of He's got down the bottom any new drills as well. Oh, this is a rush hour. It used to be.